From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Man, we want to hear from you today. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And a reminder, it re-airs every Saturday at 9. So how are you guys doing this morning, Pam, Jeff? You know, you you talked about in your intro, you know, we're getting ready for the holidays, and I've been in somewhat of a package purgatory. Package purgatory? Why? Well, you know, according to these package delivery places, you can go online and give specifications on where you want your package delivered. Right. It's a lie. (laughs) Um, It is a lie. It's a lie. No, I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) I ordered some stuff from the A company. Uh Uh-huh. Okay? On, like, Monday, Tuesday. Right. So I put the address where I wanted it to go. Uh Uh-huh. Which, which was not my house. Right. Guess where it showed up? At yep. your house. At my house. At the billing which, address. Yeah, which is, yeah. you know, which is okay, because um, I was a little nervous about letting it go to the other address anyway. Right. So. Okay. Well, I, I'm on a mission. Yeah? What's your mission? <laughs> because, see, I have, I'm, I'm one of those people that does food delivery. Ah, okay. And if you put it on my front porch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which faces west? Guess what's gonna happen before no, I get home from work? Yeah. That's right. It's gonna spoil. Right. And I just now I'm mad. Uh oh. <laughs> Your food spoiled. On well, the- I'm mad because I have anyway, and you can't talk to anybody. There's just not a lot. No, person. you're not talking to anybody. Not talking to anyone. No. So I took it upon myself and did a little DIY project on my front porch. Mm-hmm. Did you make I a have- box? Well, I'm, no. Uh, uh-uh, heavens no. The box ain't gonna help. So right. it's still gonna hit the box. Yeah, that's true. I've seen people getting Amazon boxes lately. Well, put a refrigerator no, on the no, front porch. Put a refrigerator yeah. on the front porch. That'll make me real popular in the neighborhood. Um, so I um, I came up with this elaborate scheme to outsmart the package delivery Uh-oh. people. Okay. Right. So I put in hooks and a chain, like what you would have at the movie theater, mm-hmm. where they won't let you go in until it's earned. <laughs> Really? And then I you put, did a velvet rope to your front door. Well, it's not velvet; it's right. chain because we got to deal with. <laughs> but, the, but how is that going to help? Well, because I put a big sign on there that said "Deliveries to the Carport." See online oh, instructions. Oh, okay. See online instructions. So, so, you, so it was a little snarky so I, too. I blocked it. You they still want it delivered, just not to where they're delivering right, it. Right. It needs to right. go to the back side of the house. <laughs> okay, so you're that person. I'm that person. <laughs> And it's in the instructions. It's See, in the instructions. Right. Instru- read oh, the it. instructions. So we'll see. I, I spent the weekend putting the hooks up and the chain. You can't even get on my front porch right now, which means I can't get So your get great off. hope is in is that people are rule followers. <laughs> and they probably think it's a Halloween decoration. That's anyway. right. Well, and speaking of Halloween, so I spent some time. Looking up, I thought, wouldn't it be awesome if I could have one of those motion detector things where somebody screams yeah. whenever they come on the front porch? <laughs> but then I thought my cats would just, they'd <laughs> be going true. off all the time. My neighbors would really love me then. Okay, look, they're already coming in. Uh, Miriam is calling from one of the Louisiana pa- uh, parishes. I'm never going to try to pronounce that. Say it, Miriam. Where, where are you calling from? St. Timothy. St. Timothy? 
Yep. There you go. All right, so what's going on, Mira? Well, um, we have a three-year-old shingle roof, and the metal flashing at the pitch break, you know, where the main roof meets the porch roof, mm-hmm. appears to be popping up under those shingles. And I wonder, how should it be fastened back down? Is it like following the... Um I don't know that it's popping up. I think it's supposed to be that way. But is it shingle to shingle? You're going well, down, and then you have a pitch change, and it's more shingles? Yeah. You shouldn't have flashing there anyway. Huh. Uh-uh. Well, there's, there's, here, look at your flashing this way. You have roof to wall, so every place of roof line kills into a wall. You have flashing there. You have uh, flashing at your chimney. Right. You have um, if there's any sort of structure on the roof, like a little doghouse or anything of that nature. Well, yeah, that's roof yeah, to wall. Dormer, yeah. that would be, and that's what I was thinking. And you were saying right. roof to wall. But just because you have a um, higher pitched roof going to a lower pitched roof, uh, what should really happen on the lower pitched roof is is ice and water, and hopefully it's more than a three and twelve pitch. But to just run a piece of flashing there, I don't know what that flashing is doing. I wonder if it's just getting a little curl in the underlay. It could. Uh, Is it leaking? No. Okay. I've looked and looked and looked, and I cannot find where it's leaking. It's impossible to see this spot from the attic. Okay. Yeah, right, because of the pitch change. So it just bothers you when you drive home at night? Right. (laughs) No. It's on the, it does bother me, though. You've kind of got me pegged on that. Um. <laughs> now, okay, just so everyone understands, because this does confuse a lot of people, when, and, and let's, let's look at roof-to-wall, because that's the easiest one to explain. When you put your roof-to-wall up, it's got a nailing um, edge to it, and it curls up. So it's the one under the shingle. So it comes out, it curls up, and goes back about half of an inch. And what that bend does, it gives us a place to nail so we don't nail through the flashing. The head of the nail hits that part that's bent over, but there's always a ridge under your shingle right there. And people say, oh, my shingles look like there's something wrong with it. There is, In fact, there is nothing wrong with it. It is supposed to look it's like supposed, that. That's what I was thinking. And it also catches water. Correct. So. so if you and I and I'll say I'll have people say they want to nail that down and I was like, well, if you want to create right. a leak on your well, roof, go right ahead. That it's it's <laughs> common for if you don't know, let's nail that down so it looks better. Yeah, so it looks better. Right. But it right. Po- it posts be like that. Yeah. yeah. Have a glass of scotch when you get home and chill and <laughs> I'm fixing to get up there. It's a really tall roof and I'm fixing to get up there and I want to make one trip do it. I'm gonna get up there to leaf blow. I can see a void from the ground. I can see about an inch void where the shingle has hopped up in one place only. Man, I, I wish we could get a picture of that. S- send us yeah. a picture. Yeah. I need a drone to get a picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a drone. A drone, yeah. yeah. We want to be careful getting up there to get those leaves right. off, too. Miriam, be, do be careful. And uh, there may or may not be anything wrong with your roof. It obviously doesn't sound like it's causing any damage, so that's cool. Um if it's really, really bothering you, and if you and if you feel like it would cause damage later on, maybe do send it to take a picture of it somehow. Send it to somebody. Yeah, yeah, we'll take a look at it if you send us a photo. Yeah. Oh, let me ask you this: Is 
you this, though. You said really there wasn't, if it's pitch bright, not wall to roof, but pitch bright. Mm-hmm. It's, it's from a steep roof to a shallower porch roof. That's the break where this splashing is. Should it have just been shingle, you know, like a double layer? It should have been ice and water. It's a it's a thick... Um, it's like a peeling stick. Yeah, it's a thick, sticky uh, underlayment. A little more durable than felt. That's what should have been put on low-pitch roofs because the water doesn't run off of those as fast as it does a high pitch. And uh, But that should be treated just like a valley. You know, we, we don't put flashing in valleys anymore. So I, I, th- it shouldn't be any flashing in that pitch change. There you go. And it's only three years old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, yeah. And that's not replacing. I, I, they were replacing an old metal roof. So it did not have any flat. They had to do everything from scratch. Got right. you. Got you. Uh, Okay. All right, Miriam, thank you very much. Hope we appreciate it. Hope it helps. If you want to send a picture in to us, it's fixit101 at mpbonline.org. All right, uh, Wes is on the line in Mobile, and he wants to talk about window glazing. What's up, Wes? Good morning. I, I've got an old home that's probably built in the 1940s, and on mm-hmm. each side of my fireplace, I have some metal windows. They're kind of a rollout window. Yep. And uh, I've been working on reglazing it and some of the glazing was just it had been reglazed once since i moved in and some of the glazing had deteriorated and i've chipped it all out but some of the glazing looks pretty solid and in good shape so my question is can i just reglaze the area on the windows where the uh, glazing was deteriorated and i cleaned it out and secondly should i use window glazing putty or like an acrylic silicone caulk for that job. Wow. Yeah, I used, I just, I'm doing kind of in the middle of that project myself. And um, I am using the silicone just because I can get a clear finish on it. I'm removing all the old glazing and coming back in with the silicone. And one of the reasons is that, it to me, it's just going to last longer. And it'll expand and contract. What you're going to have on a single pane window is a lot more temperature differential than you'll get in a double pane window. So you kind of have to take that in mind. And it kind of, I heard you say, are these the ones that crank out? I think they are casements. Like an encasement or I guess they call it a jalouse window? No, no, that that, that would be a horizontal slider. If the the window cranks out, that's a casement. That's casement. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It cranked out. It's got a little arm That's inside. Right. And That's right. That's right. Yeah, I've got, I've no, got I know, some of those. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It is definitely an old window. Um, I'm. Jeff's going to put I, in a new window. Yeah, Jeff's going to put well, in a new window. Well, <laughs> no, no, well, probably. Yes, right. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it, it is, it's increasing your utility bill. You know, it's a single pane piece of glass. Uh, it sweats all the time. Did you say um, it was metal? Yeah. These are old it's, these metal, are the metal window is it is the how old is the house? Nineteen forty. He, he said he was in the forties. So the now, windows aren't original, most likely anyway. Uh, the windows were probably yeah, wood. Yeah, no, 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 I, no. Yeah, it's, it's, doing, I, I bet it's. I bet it's original. You think I so? Bet it's Absolutely. Original. Yeah, those metals. And oh, I, let yeah. me tell you, you know, I talked on the show a couple of weeks ago about coming in and putting that. Um, uh, what's it the called? Film. The film mm-hmm. on there. I'm telling you, my thermostat is set at 78, and I'm freezing. Really? Yeah. All of a sudden, because it's blocking all of that 
you know, that sunlight right. that was coming in. That's fantastic. And I was, last night I was like, I am freezing to death in this house. <laughs> and I haven't changed because I have a, one of those auto things. So right. you may want to think about doing that if you're going to be working. It's not hard to do. Right. But And then you want to do um, following. You're talking about putting the film on. Put the film yeah. on, reglazing. Because mm-hmm. this is exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm going to do another window this weekend. And also um, weather stripping. Okay. Because the problem with these windows is um, a lot of the times they're drafty. They're not blocking. Right. Now, you're calling from Mobile, right? Mobile. Uh-huh. Yeah, so now, Jeff. I, I like the old windows. They're, they're kind of quaint. I yes. My, yeah. Now, mostly about uh, which is going to be more successful. Does I've, I've bought mm-hmm. and I've been second-guessing it. And I've read pros and cons of both. And most most online information says use the window glazing that it's yeah, better suited for windows. I, I, just, I, I will agree with that, Wes, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, nothing wrong with the silicone. The silicone is going to work. It's going to do its job, but it's not going to look like 1940. So if I'm going to keep Truth. my window, <clears throat> I'm going to use the putty glaze and. Uh, they will have a tool because that, that putty glaze needs to be put in almost like at a 45-degree angle. And uh, the key to that is get all of the old putty glaze off. And once all of that's off, be careful because the window will fall out. Um, <clears throat> so just, just be, be aware that that can happen. But I would go back with the putty glaze and put it on a 45-degree angle and make it look like 1940. Well, do you still feel... Back to one of the other parts of my question. Some some of the glaze is in there pretty solid, and I hate to on it. I'm afraid I'm going to break the window. Well, you use new putty putty glaze next to and kind of. I'm I'm going to get as much of the old off as I can because it's brittle. Correct. Not all of it. Okay. It's pretty. Okay. If it's not brittle, it could if it's not brittle, it could come off with a razor blade. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna get as much as I can off. If I can't get it all off, I'm gonna go over that entire pane with the new putty glaze. Okay. And then one last question: How long does before a rainfall do I need to put that glaze on? I mean, how quickly does it set up enough to withstand the rain? Oh, I think your I think your window right there is relatively quick, you know, thirty minutes, fifteen minutes. I mean, it's it's a it's an oil base if I remember properly. Oh. so I, I think you're fine. All right, uh, Wes, we appreciate it. We're going to have to go ahead and uh, move on to our first break here. But thanks a lot. If you've got any other questions, go ahead and send it to us in an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And, yes, you can get your call on 877-MPB-RING. We're going to get to some emails when I get back. Got uh, several for this week. The number again is 877-672-7464. We'll be right back. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone. Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. 
You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I have a few emails that I wanted to get to quickly. Uh, first, because a couple of them are rebuttals to some shows that we've seen or heard, uh, put on in the past or, or comments based on those. Uh, Jeff, a couple of weeks ago, mentioned on the show about some permitting issues in the uh, Laurel Hattiesburg area. And uh, about the fact that there were some places within Mississippi that simply required no permits. A a listener wrote in and said, Hattiesburg does require building permits for everything except painting, flooring and trim work. Uh, So that's what this says. Hattiesburg resident is how they signed it off. So but anyway, uh, it sounds Um, like somebody ran up into some (laughs) something there. That that may be true in the city, but go oh the go, city yeah the go, well no not even the country there is a very very uh, prestigious golf course in Hattiesburg that does not require a building permit really yeah so I'm going to rebuttal that rebuttal that okay rebuttal. okay all right well and you know in talking about permitting a, a lot and Jeff you comment on this I think a lot of the problem is that we've got unfunded mandates I mean the legislature wants us to have permits everywhere but they're not paying. These smaller municipalities well, or counties. Okay. Well, y'all but, don't get into politics but, here. No, but 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 we are because I'm going to tell you why. One hundred percent of the inspectors in Madison County are funded by the people buying the permit. Really? We, yes. We the, the 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 state the county uh, does not fund the inspectors. We we pay those inspectors as we get permits. And they're all subcontractors, so we're not giving them a vehicle. We're not giving them vacation. We're not giving them health care. And other counties could do the same thing. They could thing. do the same thing. That's okay. Right. So, Let's go fix stuff, guys. There you go. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So an, another email. I listened to your uh, episode on October 6th and heard the discussion about gutter guards. I've used the Waterlove product. It's waterlove.com. That's water, L-O-O-V.com. Uh, on three houses, two in Maryland and one in my current Hattiesburg house. If properly installed, this product will keep out pine needles and all leaves from deciduous trees. It is more expensive than other products. It also has challenges. Ah, here we go. The Achilles heel. It also has challenges uh, with catching the water from roof valleys when rain is heavy. Ah. Uh, some type of diverter is required to handle the discharge from valleys. Otherwise, it works as advertised. Even and that's where all the stuff gets stuck. Even with pine, he says, even with pine noodle, needles, uh, I pointed out that know, pine needles are are the killer. I've never seen this before, but I just pulled, you just pulled up the product. I, I just pulled it up. And it that, makes and it makes I, some I sense. I like the design. I really do. Let me right. see. Turn that around. Let me see. That. Isn't that cool? That uh, is it cool. says see, otherwise. That, it no works. Way. It works as advertised. Even with pine needles. Full disclosure: I'm not a contractor. I'm not related to any contractor. I do not benefit in any manner from the endorsement of this product. Love your show, Richard and Hattiesburg. So there you go. I like that design. Do I you? really do. Yes. It might be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something I'll, you can look I, at for I may later. Look at that on my house. <clears throat> right. I'm here right. ready to some gutters. So. Yeah. That's right. Right. And P.S. Fix It One Hundred and One and MPB 
also do not endorse any product. All right, let's go to Will in Starkville. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, Will. What's going on? Uh, you're having a water quality issue in the bathroom sink. Craig will be right there. Will, yeah, you with us? Uh, I'm with you. So what's up? Yeah, well, uh, the water that comes out of our bathroom sinks is, like, kind of milky. But if I go to, like, a, a kitchen faucet or, like, a different bathroom, it's not. How old is your house, Will? Um, About, it was built in 81. Has has anything ever been done to that, uh, to that bathroom or the others? Have any been remodeled, replumbed, anything of that nature? I really don't look like it. Uh. Will you have one one water heater? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The uh, water heater's not that old, I don't think. Well, I was just thinking, you know, there's only there's only I was thinking if there's two, then maybe yeah, the, the lines were separated. That's why it's not. But it's the same water running everywhere in the house. Is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, let me ask you: Is it just on the sink faucet? It is. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go not in the toilet. Great. Kitchen sink. That's fantastic. I'm, I've got a thought. I've got an idea. It's in the fixture. The aeration. Be, yeah. And something's going on in that. In the aerator. In that aerator, yeah. in the fixture. Yeah. I, I think you either, and I don't know, you may have one of those little, uh, some faucets, like kitchen faucets a lot of times, have a screw-off part that you can replace an aerator portion here. Uh, but... Or at least the little filter on the end of the sink. However, I suggest if it's just a basin sink, uh, you can get a a, a brand new you know uh, faucet for a basin for I don't know forty bucks. That would be great. It well, would be brand and what new. you could do too is get underneath that sink, remove everything, and look up and look at those connectors. And if you're starting to get some corrosion on that, it could be that the I'm I'm with you, Jason. Yeah, it could just. I be think it's fixture based. It's fixture. I do too. Yeah. I mean, because it's the same water running throughout the the entire house. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look at that fixture, and and in your worst day there, you could fix this issue for fifty bucks and maybe a couple of scraped knuckles. Right. All right. Uh, one last question. Is so is it okay to like rinse your mouth out with this water? If it, most likely like this water, <laughs> the issue with the water, by the way, Will, is most likely the reason why it looks milky is that it, it seems aerated in a in a weird way, which means it's just got more air, oxygen. Yeah, and, so, and well, so, it could be minerals too. Minerals from yeah. the um, and that and that's where. But it would, would be coming out the other places too if it were mineral. I'm wondering you know jeff you've talked about before um where you can get well water tested Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if you could test this water you can they they have test strips right that fill the glass up put the test strip in there and can you get that at the big box stores you think yeah yeah i'm pretty sure you can get hey will replace your faucet and brush your teeth (laughs) yeah <laughs> yeah, it's, just, not the, it's not the teeth brushing, it's the rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thanks. All right, Craig's on the line in Biloxi, and he removes window glaze. All right. Oh, we, we got an we, expert. We got a guy. Craig, what's up? Yeah, well, I used to work for painters back in the 70s, and uh, I've done plenty of windows 
although I was not very fast at it, so I didn't stick with it. Uh, so with, with the glazing, we would run across the uh, old glazing with a putty knife and pull off anything that would pop off. Right. And then we, we would take uh, a wire brush, a heavy wire brush, because they get a lot of dirt deposit on them, too. So uh, <laughs> on, on the spots that wouldn't come off. Uh, and if there was any cracks, you just fill them little cracks up with uh, with new glazing, and le- and and we left the stuff that stuck on it. We left it on there. But and when he paints that after it dries, and when he paints that, he wants to make sure he gets a, a bead of paint onto the glass, so you can see. Really. So, so it's completely cut. Yes. So so it covers up. So it seals. Otherwise, you get moisture behind that glazing, and and you have issues. Oh wow! I've not heard that before. That's a great point. Not not yeah. thought of that. A, a bead yeah. just above, so that you don't. Huh, that's cool. Yeah, you want to run down the edge of the glass, not the edge of the. You, you, I mean, you want some paint that that uh, crosses the barrier between the glass and the glazing, because you'll get moisture behind the glazing and. and and it'll rot. Usually, they're, they're, most of them are wood, but you'll have issues there. So, right. So well, I was real slow with that part. Man, Craig, thank you very much. We yeah, appreciate thanks, Craig. that. Good info. That is a, that. That's great. Uh, number to call is eight seven seven. Is that right? MPB no? ring. Yeah. No, I'm I'm looking because uh, Java each week each week Java gives me a script. Where are we? And he always gives me three ball. different numbers to go from. Anyway, yes. It's at the top of the paper, Jason. Right. There you go. All right. Uh, time for another break. We're still looking forward to hear from uh, your home improvement projects. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight. 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Going to give you uh, an email here real quick that came in this week. Can you explain... Why my subfloor is buckling, humps in part of my carpet. The house was built in 1976 and has a crawl space. Right, row. Yep. Could it be moisture under my crawl space? Hit o- it right on the head. Ruh-roh. Old HVAC vents are still exposed. The houses had an addition on a slab from the original owners. No floor issues in this part of the house. Thank you, Steve. Love your show. So you're saying, yes, we've moisture. got a moisture issue under yep. the home. Yep. 
Absolutely. That's causing subfloor to buckle. Yep. Man, that's a hard one to hear. Well, and what will happen, too, if your ductwork is in the crawl space and the animals, you know, because they like to, they party right. down there. I mean, and trying to keep them out is almost impossible. Well, But uh, they'll tear that insulation off. Right. And they got a rainstorm. A crawl space is great. I love them. But they are maintenance. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to have air movement. They have to be clean. You have to have visqueen down there. There's... There's a lot of advantages to crawl space, right? But it's just like anything else; it it has to be maintained. Okay. And those are the sure sure tell signs. Yep. If really? your yep. floor starts to we've, do the buckling we've thing, we've done we've done many many hardwood floors Man. that have buckled because of um, water in the crawl space. W- water. That just hurts. That hurts to hear. All right. Uh, oh, but listen, the the solution, if you mm-hmm. can clean that water up, is that floor will slip back down. It sure will. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, so we need to go to the phone now, and let's see. Jane has been on the line in Boonville the longest. What's going on, Jane? Jane, are you with us? Uh, are you asking about someone in Boonville? Yes. Okay, well, it's not Jane, it's Kay. Oh, Kay. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. Go for it, Kay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, Kay. I'm looking for a suitable replacement for a Vanguard heater. Uh, I know these are no longer made. What is a Vanguard heater? Okay, never mind. No, No, wait, wait, wait. It's a wood-burning stove. (laughs) Oh, okay. I got you. Vanguard, isn't it? No, no, it's not a wood-burning stove. It's a a gas heater. A gas heater, uh, 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 like, not propane, but... Oh, propane, okay. Natural gas, natural gas. So it's a gas furnace that, where is it in your house? Hanging on the wall. It's a wall heater. Oh, it's a wall heater. Okay, it's a wall heater. They got rid of those because they tend to burn houses down. Yeah, they do. Well, I've got, Kay, I've got a little um, Ream freestanding gas heater down at the pond. And, you know, the jury's out because I haven't been down there when it's been cold yet. But um, I know that they make... Uh, freestanding gas. Yeah. Well, they they still they still manufacture wall mount. Do they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, do we know a company, a manufacturer, anything? Big, like that? big box store has them. Yeah. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Hey. So, is this like a direct heat for a specific room? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I the guess it's very old. <laughs> yeah. Older than me. Do Don't you have ask. central air in the house? No. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Man, it'd be a great time to go with a mini split. With a what? D- depending on how big. How big's the room? Uh, roughly. Twelve by. I don't know. Twelve by twelve, something like that. Oh, okay. it's like it's a, a smaller room. A smaller room. Uh, a bedroom, I tell you, bedroom. what I did. No, you know, it's probably bigger than that. Yeah. If it's bigger Thanks, than Michael. that, a, a mini split may be the answer. Yeah, you could do a mini split, or if you just wanted heat, Mm -hmm. I put in a, and I hung it on the wall, it's just an electric heater that goes in my master bathroom, and it heats my bathroom and my bedroom. Okay. Uh What's You're saying mini what? A mini split. It's a a type of uh, HVAC system that... that, um, doesn't have duct work. It, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have duct work yeah. and, and can be installed easily inside a home, the main unit being outside the home. The only thing inside is really kind of the blower, I guess you'd say. Yeah. You know, the thing yeah. that puts out the air. Well, you've got yeah. coils. I mean, it still kind of yeah. works on the same 
kind of principle, but it just, yeah, you have one little thing on the inside and then something on the outside. And that and typically hangs on the wall also. I like those applications in older houses because then you don't have to add the duct work, which can be the problem. Right. And you can actually, on a mini split, you can put several interiors to one exterior. Correct. It might be worth asking if you're looking to upgrade that room. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know about the Vanguard word. (laughs) Yeah, you must have been born yesterday. I was. I was. You're just a a little, a a youngster. I'm the over 50 spring chicken in the bunch. Just to clear, you know, I've got a Vanguard wood burning stove. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, so that's a. That's why I thought that's what it was. Okay. All right, Jane, thanks a lot. I hope that helps out. Do check out that mini split thing. It's K. K. It's K. Darn it. K. <laughs> All right. James Dunn swung off in the tree right, somewhere yeah. with Tarzan. There is no Kay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Kay. All right, let's keep on moving, and we will go to Timothy in Louisiana. Oh, come on, man. You are not building a wind turbine. I'm printing a wind turbine. You're pr- oh, that yeah, you got awesome. a 3D printer. I forgot. Yes. That's right. Yes. So you're going to make a wind turbine. All right, how much are you going to put out with this? Oh, this one's only going to be 600 watts. You know, but it's, it'll be in addition to my solar, so it just picks up the slack when it's windy and and dark, you know? Oh, okay. All right. Good for you. Uh, well, we love hearing your uh, additions to the off-the-gridness. Uh, yes, and it's fun, buddy. It's fun, you know? You can't have more fun for the dollar. Than printing a wind turbine. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a party. All right, Timothy, I appreciate it. Let's uh, let's let's keep moving to Kenny and Madison. He's got a question about becoming a home inspector. Pam, you with us, Kenny? Yes, I am. How are you doing? Very good. What's up? So I had a question for Pam. I guess I'm going to the coursework to become a home inspector. And good Lord willing, I passed the exam. I'm trying to figure out the best approach for seeking employment as a home inspector. I don't think that I would feel comfortable jumping out and starting my own company right off the bat doing home inspections. What what do you what do you recommend that I do and are there companies out there seeking uh, you know home inspectors uh, to to help them get the inspections done? Absolutely. Yeah. I know of one, but you're a boy and it won't work. So. <laughs> hey, I'll hire a man if you'll wear the shirt. I've said that from the beginning. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, there certainly there are multi-inspector firms. That's kind of the term that's used for that. And you could what I would do is go online and kind of check and see. Also, uh, these firms normally put stuff out like on Indeed or on their websites that they're hiring and what the specifications and things that they're looking for. I will tell you this. And this comes from experience and also being involved in the national inspector community is that if you're going to seek employment with another company, they're going to lock you in for a certain amount of time because they don't want to train their competition. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking to a lot of by the way, that's not unique to home inspection. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's it becomes really difficult if we go out there and spend a lot of time and energy and money on getting you trained and showing you kind of the tips of the trade and everything, then you, in a year or so, quit and start your own <laughs> company. That makes right. us a little angry. Um, right. But, yes, there's certainly companies that are looking to hire. And I would imagine in the metropolitan area, 
uh, there would probably be an abundance of folks looking for help because we have been and continue to be very busy. Really? Yeah, so we you know we hear that a lot out of uh, here. We've heard that a lot with certain certain brands of contracting. That happens to a lot. You won't find an air conditioner contractor who who has not trained people who've gone off to create their competition. All of them do it, you know. Right. So and and so I, I just I just know that I'm going to have to be or be uh, with an inspector on multiple you know, inspections of homes before I really feel like I've got it down to where I can go out and do an inspection on my own. And I guess the only way to do that, unless you know somebody who is an inspector and they're willing to say, hey, hop in the car and ride with me and you can do inspections with me, uh, you know, I would have to go to work for somebody else who has an inspection company. Go offer to be an intern for somebody. Well, you know, know, I was just thinking another thing that you could do, Kenny, you could consider this. If you could go to work for a builder, a builder makes the best home inspector. That's right. So if you could go to work for a, find a builder that, that would let you shadow them or, you know, they're probably not going to pay you much because you don't, you don't know what you're doing yet. But um, that, that, that would be another, another avenue to get some hands-on experience. And, that, and that, Jeff, that's a great point. And one of the things you're going to have to think about, too, if you go to work for a home inspection company, they're not going to pay you much while they're training. No. no mean, well, no one is. No. no. Yeah. Uh-uh. Because it's an education. That's but right. Basically, right. we're giving you an education. So, um, you know, <laughs> and this is what I do with the gals I train all the time. And I've trained a bunch of them. Me too. (laughs) Man, yeah. And so, you know, what we're trying to do, to a certain extent, we want to pay it forward. Right. You know, we want to, and I think the more good inspectors we have out there, the better. And I'm going to just give you a tip, Kenny. You can be a great technician and a terrible inspector. Because it's, it's about, the technical aspect is, you know, I mean, good. But you can scare people. You can um, get so lost in the weeds with uh, the inspection process. You can get your name put on a list that you won't inspect yeah, anything. Yeah, you can get right, put on, true. you know, and that, to be honest, the more I get blackballed, the more I laugh. I'm not talking about <laughs> you. Hey, I'm not talking about I you. I know, but I'm, you. I got some, I'm on some list out Everybody, there. Yeah. And, and that's fine. That's yeah. fine to be on a list, Yeah, but don't get on everyone's list. Don't get on yeah. everybody's list. You want to be, you know, for me, and this has been my motto, is that I'm out there to serve my client and to try to help them purchase a home that they can manage and if it's 100 years old okay if it's two years old okay but we want to give you as much information as we can about that house so you can be happy there right you know well kenny i hope that helps out uh and and good for you for for hopping into the industry there's plenty to do and more money to be made than there is to Yet, so. Kenny, reach out to my office and we can talk some more. Just just uh, give the office a call and leave them uh, your information and I'll give you a call back. Right. Well, thank you so much, Pam. I really appreciate it. And thank you all for taking my call. I appreciate it. Thanks, Kenny. Appreciate it. Let's go to Jeff in Memphis. He says he called us uh, three years ago and, and this is a follow-up. Boy, I hope we had a good day three years ago. <laughs> I wasn't here. And we, disclosure, I wasn't here right. yet. And we still haven't answered the question. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Jeff, you with us? Yeah, your advice actually worked really well for me. And by the way, I am out in the middle of nowhere, so if my phone cuts out, I apologize. No problem. But 
I, uh, I called in about three years ago and asked how to get a dead raccoon out from under my girlfriend's porch. Um, <laughs> I, I do. We I get remember, an answer for that? I remember that call. I do remember yeah. that, Jeff. What did we tell how, you? Yeah, how, how did we tell you how to do it? <laughs> what did we say? Okay, so you recommended something, and I, uh, I did want to correct you a slight amount. Um, so you recommended that I go find a San Angelo bar. Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, mm. well, uh, what they're actually, so San Angelo, uh, San Angelo bar, I believe, is the specific name that Husky uses for their digging uh, bar. Okay, uh, okay. okay. So I, I, it's a, uh, a dick bar, for anybody who doesn't know, it's essentially a large, like about a six-foot-long crowbar. That's right, yeah. Um, so uh, it's kind of hard to explain how our porch is set up. Uh, it, there was a concrete slab over which was built um, just like a kind of a standard porch, you know, with a uh, just wooden slat. Yeah. Well, a uh, you can... And anything can crawl un- between the concrete and the flats right. by going through the side. Well, right at the end of summer, about three years ago, we began to notice a horrific smell. And anyway, it was a raccoon had crawled between the concrete slab and the woods and died. Well, um, you guys recommended the San Angelo bar, and it worked like a champ. I honestly could not believe how easily <laughs> didn't damage the, none of the wood was damaged anything like that um and yeah i was well, that's cool jeff thrilled with the results yeah that's fantastic you know and and for those of you who don't know what we were talking about three years ago and what jeff's talking about this this kind of crowbar thing that we're talking about and and Pam, you've talked about this a hundred times on the show is, you know, without weight, you need leverage mm-hmm. and a giant crowbar will pretty much do it every time. And and it's really weird because you don't have to use weight. You use, you know, the the, the physics of the crowbar and the, and the size of it. It's so easy to pull up a piece of wood like that. You know, I had a situation like that where my cat got under there. <laughs> he couldn't get out. He's not the smartest thing. Right. And so, my, you know, thankfully I had screwed all the boards down, so I just unscrewed them. Oh, you them. unscrewed it, yeah. I just unscewed them. Come, come here, Teddy. Get right. Out of there, you <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, what's really cool about the, the bars is I didn't know that I knew nothing about them until I, you guys recommended one. Um, you can use it to move extremely large objects. Oh yeah! Uh, oh yeah! Just oh yeah! Because of the amount of leverage you get with it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that that really is the key to that giant crowbar is leverage. Is you don't have to put a lot of weight on it for it to do its job. So that's fantastic, also, Jeff. Yeah. Also, what it's really great for if you have to dig a hole straight down uh, and you don't have a post hole digger, uh, it is fantastic for cutting through roots it sure is um yeah you yeah just, just make sure it's a root that would be a long <laughs> day anyway, i just wanted to call and say thank y'all because that advice worked out really well for me that's fantastic jeff thank you thanks occasionally jeff. we get a win
All right. Uh, let's uh, take a quick break real quick, our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. So call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. You are listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I did want to go to a couple of emails that we got that were very specific. This one, uh, okay. Man, get your plumbing knowledge together, guys. I own a 1930 two-story house. The upstairs shower drips through the ceiling Uh-oh. when someone uses it. Ruh-roh. Plumbers come, run the water, no leak. A fee for no solution. Is there a, quote, pet cock in the drain that could be the answer? Uh, is Guys, thoughts there? So, so yeah. Uh, oh, yeah? Go for it. Okay, there's a uh, there's real easy way to check this. Fill your shower pan up with water before it comes out of the curb. Uh-huh. Put a something over that drain um, to plug the drain. I don't, any, I don't want any water going through the drain. Right. Leave it 24 hours. If it drains out, it's the pan. Um, now, now, now you know it's not a drain. So it's either the drain or the pan. It, the showers are real simple. They are actually vertical swimming pools inside your house. That's right. Well, well, well and something that's that old too. It could also be plumbing connections, like on. Um, sure. Yeah, and also. But if why would old, why would he have plumbers go there and they not be able to find this thing? Well, and sometimes then it, they don't take a shower he's when got, they. <laughs> he's got the wrong plumber. Yeah. Well, and my curiosity was: Would the fact that okay, a plumber is going to come and they're going to turn on the water? And and do do a lot of things that well, say Jeff said, but no one's going to stand in there with their 150 to 200 pounds. And I'm thinking, is that going to make a difference? Yeah. If someone stands in there, oh yeah. And, if you stand in there, especially on a second floor, so you could get some movement. Yeah. 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 You could get some movement on the drain. I mean, plum, plumbers are good, very good with hooking up water and getting water to leave. Mm-hmm. Right. But if it's a shower pan issue, that, that takes time to investigate. The thing I would do, yeah. I would cut my ceiling out on the first floor and look up there. Uh, look up that's going to tell you where yeah, the leak and is. And tell you what's going on. Because if you've had water over a long period of time, you may have You're going to have to cut it out anyway. You may yeah. have some furry stuff. <laughs> yeah, the ceiling's coming out anyway. Yeah. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. All right. Uh, uh, Craig's back on the line? Uh, hey, Craig, didn't you just call a few minutes ago? Yes, I did. I, I tried to get uh, my little tip in, but I didn't didn't make it. Okay, I, now give us that I, tip. I, I started using food grade mineral oil to to uh, 
oil up all my hand tools, like my drill chuck or, yep. or and my uh, my wire cutters and stuff, in, instead of motor oil. And and it's so much nicer not to have motor oil on your hands. I've I've used that before. Uh, the, the, it mineral oil in itself is great for tools. Like a linseed food it, grade. Well, and one, once a tool, you know, I, I'll say this also. I've had tools that were rusted, maybe a pair of pliers that you couldn't even get apart. Here's my thing on that. You ready for this? Take the tool as is. It doesn't have to move. It doesn't have to function. Put in a, a, a jar of white vinegar. Drop it down in there for 24 hours. Come back. Hit it with a metal brush. Works like new. Well, I've done I, it myself. I didn't know that. It pulls. That. It pulls the rust you right off. That's not Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dr. Pepper doesn't work for anything, and that is for oil on your driveway. No, no. Anyway, no. You can do that. Uh, white vinegar. Uh, your tool. I'm going to try the, that. Yeah, I got a few that with are, rust. Yeah. Like I had a couple of wrenches that just wouldn't open. That that'll fix it right that'll up. That'll fix it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, folks, that was it. A quick and easy show, right? All right, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by <laughs> Java Chapman. Our cost screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pivas and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech, with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.